following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and the possible destruction of society as we know it. There are now more than 4,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus here, but officials are pointing to a trend downwards in the number of new daily cases and are saying there are early signs that the measures in Australia are working at limiting the spread. Now back in the real world, it's been a hell of a 24 hours. The U.S. went over 100,000 cases. We lead the world tonight and then some. Eight days ago, we reported 18,000 at this time of night. Today, the president signed that $2 trillion rescue bill, and he is now officially using that Defense Production Act, allowing him to basically take over supply lines and force companies like General Motors to make ventilators. As the country enters its second week of stringent restrictions to try to stop the spread of coronavirus, there was a warning today that it could take up to six months before life in the UK returns to normal. Ventilators are a big deal. Health authorities in New South Wales have confirmed 127 new coronavirus cases, taking the state's total to 1,918, almost half the national total of around 4,000. Uh, but there is hope that the numbers of new cases in the state are stabilising. The government has now confirmed that more than 200 people have died since yesterday. The vast majority of deaths are in England, with over 1,000 fatalities. Today, on the day, House members had to rush back to Washington on virtually empty aircraft to vote on that emergency relief package in a socially distanced House chamber. We learned that a fourth House member has indeed tested positive. The stark reality of fighting coronavirus. From Roundhay Park in Leeds, one of the biggest in Europe, almost deserted, to Trafalgar Square in London, usually crowded. Evidence of social distancing in action. Welcome to the ISOcast and a device show for the isolation era. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen. Well, folks, week two of isolation is already here and things are starting to get weird out there. Big run on medjidal dates at my local Woolies, which is weird, but I guess once you've hoarded all of that toilet paper, you want to be able to make regular use of it, am I right? Have a nice, solid, normal, regular bowel movement. It's either that or... Uh, people just love dates and I've missed the boat. Anyway, in good news, this podcast has been approved on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, Stitcher and TuneIn. So whatever you're listening to this on, if you could take a moment to like it, star it and share it, that'd rock my casbah. Speaking of stars, today's guest is Christian Barron. KB is a legend. He's a lawyer, a writer and host of the podcast turned vlog, Ruck Rover. Christian and I were great mates in high school. We even played in a few bands together, including an incredibly wild gig at my cousin's friend's 15th birthday party. Weirdly, our silver chair covers weren't a hit. Strange. Anyway, let's check in with KB and see how he's doing in this new world of isolation, terror, and lack of toilet paper and dates. 
not those sort of dates. Maybe those sort of dates. They definitely those sorts of dates. You can't have more than two people anywhere now. What a nightmare. Whew. Let's go to him. G'day, KB. How are you, mate? Cramps? There we go. Ah, yeah, yeah. I figured it out. You figured it out. You beauty. You <clears throat> bloody beauty. How are you, mate? Oh, look, you know, the ever-looming threat of everything. <laughs> Did you know, Pat, I don't mean to alarm you here. Did you know that this situation is evolving rapidly? Oh, okay. Did you know... That this change is unprecedented. You know what? And in, the, and in these uncertain times, fuck, man, just listening to all the same stuff over and over again. As you know, this is evolving at a rapid pace. It's like, oh, really? Fucking last week I was at work and now I'm not. Now I didn't notice that shit was different. Yeah, I didn't notice that the fact that I'm wearing the same pair of underwear for four days in a row was any different to any other time. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's normal. You know what? I think the use of unprecedented KB is really shot through the roof. I uh, I feel like everybody. Everywhere oh my god! Is what it a out. workout for the word unprecedented, man! Just get its reps in. Like I tell you what, isolation is not good for everyone, but the word unprecedented is getting straight jacked right now, man. Cheesing <laughs> out here. The amount of reps it's doing, mate. It's gonna it's gonna man. come out and be huge. And not just glamour muscles either. Like that guy is in there <laughs> just working fucking abs and core for days, dude. Come here, swole. Unprecedented swoleness. <laughs> is that uh, is that how you're primarily spending your time, KB? Now you're I in hope isolation. You're recording this. I am. This yeah. Is just yeah. Oh, you oh, actually. I'm are. sorry. Oh, I should have told you. This was just cheddar before. No, no, man. I, I just been I'm straight in. Drinking a bunch of water on the podcast. <laughs> uh, some of my favourite bits on um, my brother, my brother and me, which is a big inspiration for this pod. Uh, when uh, one of the brothers just cracks a fresh can of Mountain Dew on the show. So I think having you drinking some water there, KB, is just, just really, you know, it's promoting a healthy, active lifestyle, which I'm, I'm all about. Um, Appreciate that. Mate, uh, let's let's start with your existential dread, KB. Um, continuing my, my idea for this little segment here, what I'd love is um, if you'd help me sing the theme tune for it. It's really okay. easy. Uh, the theme tune is, I just sing existential dread. And if you wanted to sing something slightly higher than that, that'd be that'd be great. We could do a little harmony if you if you felt like that was that was within your life. Let's get it. <laughs> One, two, three. Existential dread. Yeah, great. That was a really unique one, KV. You got so much yeah, range. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> How is your existential dread, mate? What would you give it out of ten? Um, I would give it a good solid seven. It's better than it was. I think over the weekend, like when you've been inside all week and then you get a quote unquote weekend. Yeah. Like what a tailspin that is. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, wow, why don't I go on a holiday to the far corner of my apartment? See what's popping over there. Um, That is, that's certainly different. But I would say on a slightly serious note, um, it's crazy how fast we have adapted to a new normal and crazy how much it sucks. Like I am very lucky in the sense that I'm someone who currently has kept their job 
and we all had to, you know, like I had a scheduled work from home day on a Wednesday. And then I literally just never came back to the office. Like that's how fast this moved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it wasn't a plan that's happened. Suddenly I was at home and then by the next day, everyone was too. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's crazy how fast, you know, we're all on zoom meetings now and we're all doing that, but also, you know, you say that you want to spend all your time. And I'm like, gosh, wouldn't it be nice? And there's all these isolation memes out there. Like, Oh, your first time I'm an introvert and you know, all that sort of yeah. stuff. And then you actually, fade into the reality of, oh, I just don't go anywhere or see anyone. And, you know, even if you were alone at home before, you always had the option if you wanted to go do something like, yeah, you totally. could go for a drive or something like that. And now, you know, for all of that bravado early, I think we're really sinking into the fact that we are a species who like being around people for all their problems and flaws. And I think we're all just kind of like getting that, a big face full of that right now. And, you know, every boomer can shut up forever that we haven't lived through anything now because we're doing it right now. So, you know, people are losing their jobs and the government is handing out money. You know, it's funny how, all the, like, this has just proved that money is a shared illusion as well. It's like, oh, we couldn't have possibly, we balanced the books and we did everything like that. And then oh, a yeah. massive crisis happens. Like, I found $130 billion today. Here you go. Turns like, out you know we had I mean? the money for, that, for new start all it turns along. Out it's, it turns out that we made this system ourselves and then we can just break it whenever we feel like it yeah. as well. And I find that just scary and terrifying, but kind of amazing too. Anyway, that's just my aside. And mate, thought. it also turns out that every politician, regardless of politics, turns out to be a democratic socialist in the time of a crisis. Like it turns who out. Who never thought it would be the thing to get us by? Oh, wait, <laughs> everyone who, yeah. Turns out sure. that when everything hits the wall, it's about having a solid social safety net and a great healthcare system is is actually really important. Um, and I'm sure your listeners here were on the barricades well before now um, uh, and remain there. Christian, don't make me bring the lame years back in, pal. Don't think I won't do it. I, I really will. Um, it's just you traping around your apartment in red, the colour of desire. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I, I was speaking- Yeah, but I was doing that in fucking January. Yeah, God damn it. I was on this before it was cool. Yeah, no, but fair enough. KB, you know, everyone's very aware of your weekly Les Mis uh, one-man show that you do from your apartment. Um, the authorities are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, mate, how have you been coping with the de- demolition of footy season? Because I know that Ruck Rover and your vlog you just started, you've got, a, you know, the pod, all of that. Um, what, how is, how is your mental health following the launch of all that and to find it all not be a thing? Like, what are you, how are you managing oh, that, that? That part of me is fine. I'm just a punter, you know, I love, I love football and I'm also upset that basketball isn't on too, but you know, it was, it was hard because I really set myself this year to do a lot of different content, especially this weekly sort of thing where I'd recap the week, which now just seems silly. Yeah. So I'll have some different content coming and things like that, but, um, I feel more sorry for not only the people working in those industries, but also because like my team in football is terrible and is going to have a terrible year. But I feel so sorry for those teams who were like, like they were going to, like I imagine this, like this happened with our AFLW team. Like this was Fremantle's AFLW team's year. Yeah, We had just won a final by 70 points and now we'll never get to finish it. And there, and it's those fan bases. And for me as well with my AFLW, they're the teams that I feel for the most. Those people who put a lot of effort and stock in what this year was going to bring mm. and they're not going to get that chance to realize that and that's really tough whereas for me i miss out on some good content and for watching the thing i like on the weekend but 
I can find other things. So, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been tough, but not as tough as for you know those people who are really setting themselves to go do the thing. Yeah, you man. know they were going to do it, and that's tough. And I think that's the case across the board, isn't it? Like I keep having these moments of being like, man, this really sucks. I'd love to, I'd really just like to go to the pub. Like I'd really like to go to the pub and see a mate and have a beer and and shoot the breeze. And I can't, you know. And then I think about how small that problem is in comparison to the rest of the world's problems. And then I sort of fall into this hole of like, you know, in crushing parallel relationships to other, you know, worldwide bigger issues that Corona's yeah. made you think about. And it's hard because you don't allow yourself to feel bad, which makes you feel even worse. And then it all manages to pile on top of itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas totally. I think you can, you can allow yourself to feel bad i mean this is dare i say an unprecedented time <laughs> and you're allowed to <sighs> no but i think you're allowed to feel you know what i mean we should we yeah. shouldn't feel we shouldn't feel bad about letting the appropriate weight of either being unemployed or not knowing what's happening in the future or simply just being confined to our homes you know i think that can be have an appropriate weight of sadness attached to that yeah yeah, and you know, man, so much of why I started this show was to try and give people some ideas or thoughts or, I don't know, inspiration and a real long shot of stuff that they could do or take part in to take their minds off the crushing existential dread or take their minds off that or to just engage in an activity for a kick and a, and a giggle. Um, and I guess I wanted to throw to you to what's been occupying your time, big guy, outside of being at work and doing your weekly Les Mis musical. Um, uh, yeah. What's been, what's been rocking your world? So what have I been doing? So I'm still making Ruck Rover content. I'm pivoting to longer form video, sort of just on all those old topics and yarns I've always wanted to do. So I've got one coming out soon, just literally um, reviewing one game from my past, a game that I don't think has has huge historical weight, but that story hasn't really been told. So we do a bit of that, which yeah, takes cool. a bit of time. I'm obviously watching all the TV. So, you know, shout out Tiger King, our light in the darkness. Mate, holy That moly. seems to be part of the zeitgeist. I mean, Netflix, I don't know if they, I don't know if it's the hero we deserve, but it's <laughs> certainly the hero that we need right now. But I've actually, I've been watching a bit of TV and just trying to watch some other stuff. So I've started Better Call Saul, which I never watched. I'm on that. How's Better Call Saul? I watched all of Mythic Quest, which if you're not up on that, it's an Apple TV, but it's made by um, the team out of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, set inside a gaming studio, and it has an Australian actress uh, as the co-lead, and she's awesome. Yeah, right. Lee. Um, So check out that one. It's got all the It's Always Sunny guys and Daniel Putty from um, Communities in it too. That one's really good. I love that. And otherwise, I've actually just been trying to, yeah, I don't know, like read more. I found it's been hard. I found myself on way more social media than I should into the point where I've now yeah. logged out of all my accounts. And I'm trying to stay off it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. right. Has that been and a I think it's super healthy to be on that, that at this time. What, sorry? Has that been a beneficial experience, do you think, KB, getting off it? Oh, I actually wish I could get it off it in totally now. If I didn't have a channel I was trying to promote, I would be off it completely. Yeah. Um, and I think especially at this time when you've got too much time alone with your thoughts, seeing how 
A, people are enjoying isolation or finding ways to make it amazing. If you're not having the best time in it, it can be can be not a nice experience. So, yeah. Yeah, That's totally, I man. Say. I think that, like you are saying before, if you aren't having a nice time in isolation, I don't think you have to try and make yourself write the great Australian novel or... Totally. Or it's okay to have anything. a bad time in a bad situation. You don't... You don't have to feel like you've suddenly been given this great opportunity that you need to seize with both hands. Like that's not what it is. It's not what it is for the majority of the people of the world as well. Like it's maybe it's something we just need to actually get through and appreciate more on the other side if we manage to make it through it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's something really to that man. Uh, going back to Mythic Quest. Sorry, I'm jumping around because that's just how yeah, my yeah. brain is. Um, going back to Mythic Quest. I've seen big posters for that with some dude having a ridiculously large sword over his shoulder and looking yeah. super schlocky and it looked super schlocky and dumb KB. But is it is it that and fun or is it's that... Re- a- no, it's really movie? good. It's just like capital G good. So it's meant to be that because he is the creative director of the game and he's just a total douche, like egotistical you know, awful guy who created the game and now kind of semi-believes he's a warrior king, you know what I mean? It's just an offer, because it is just an office drama. It's just set in a gaming company. (laughs) But Ah. really their their problems are just like, I can't fix this line of code or you keep changing the launch date of something. You know what I mean? It's that sort of, it's an office drama for lack of anything else, but just being set in that gaming world. Mate, on the gaming front, my main social outlet has become Dungeons and Dragons. I'm, oh man, I'm starting a new game on Thursday, bro. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, man. I'm playing with some people who haven't played before, so we're starting like basic, basic, basics. But we're doing it. Who's who's in your party? What are you? Tell I am. Um, I'm in Bring three in. games, Christian. That's oh, too many, man. <laughs> are you the same character in all of them? No, no. So I'm. Um, uh, who are you trying to impress? <laughs> Obviously, the listeners of this show, Cramps, who wouldn't who wouldn't know how cool I was if I didn't tell them that I was playing Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Uh, Three I'm, games, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I freely admit it's excessive. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm prepared to cop to that, you know. Uh, I mean, playing one game of Dungeons and Dragons could be considered an extraordinarily nerdy thing to do. Uh, being mm. involved in three is is definitely... I mean, there's a way to rework that importance of being earnest quote about it, but I just can't make it work at the moment. Um, I, uh, I'm playing an elf cleric in one. I'm running the other. And the okay. third is a version... It's another role-playing game called um, Urban Shadows. And if you haven't yet, there's an amazing podcast called The Adventure Zone, um, and they do a, a couple of episodes in, in this game. It's really easy to play, mate. It's just 2d6, so two normal dice, and cool. all of your adding's done up on that. Because, I mean, the tough thing that I find about D&D is all the math cramps. Um, yeah, I mean, just thinking about that, it's like, yeah, why do I need everything from a D20 all the way down to a D4? You know what I, I mean? mean? We don't need... Let's standardise that. But which which game do you like the most and for what reason? So, I... Re- it, could be, it could be people in it. It can be not to put them on blast. I'm just saying, like, people in it. It could be, <laughs> like, running the game. Like, what one? What one are you just like, man, I can't wait to dive into that world again? 
So on the game that I am running, the game I'm Dungeon Master in on a Friday is all of my actimates. And similar to yourself, it's a bunch of people Dude, who've never played before. I hope you were, I hope you just started in isolation. Because if you all are getting together on a Friday night to play D&D, like on the most social <laughs> night of the entire calendar, that is a tough look. We are getting together over Zoom to play Dungeons and okay, Dragons right, on a Friday that's, night, Krams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None yeah, of us are leaving. Wines, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets their own takeaway. It's it's Correct. a hot time. In fact, I will relay this story, uh, not in this group, but in a different group I played Dungeons and Dragons with. We once had a pizza guy come to the door and we, we opened it and he came in and looked around, was handing the pizzas across and looked at the five of us sitting around this table and went, why no girls? And we... <laughs> You're like, get out of here, man. Get out of here. Get out of here. i got to kill some dragons. Get out of here. Um, but I'm loving the one that I've started to run with these guys, mate, because they are all doing great, big, ridiculous character voices. Um, and they're all super into it, right? Because they're all actors. So all they want to do is act and bloody, they go hard for choices and they and they really love it. And that makes such a, a big difference when you're playing D&D with, or any role-playing game with people who are super enthusiastic about it, you know? Yeah. Um, did you used to play back in the day or is this a recent thing in your life? I did. I've never played. I must say I've never played for longer than like um, probably like five or six proper sessions. You know what I mean? I never had sure. one of those parties that went all the way. Um, I certainly played like I had all the books and I wanted to be a dungeon master because when I was like in year four or three, I just made my own game, which was way simpler. And I actually had like hand drawn and handwritten character types and stuff like that. I ah, wish I still had them. Dude, but that's, that's the so level rad. I was at. Because um, D&D was too complex for me at that age. Sure. I just couldn't. Like, I had the books and I was like, what's a beholder? And I rolled the... Oh, I don't have any of that. <laughs> so I made my own. But my I always loved it. But my parties have never gone the distance. So I'm hopeful that the one I'm starting with on Thursday can be a regular thing. Oh, the other thing I forgot to say I've been doing is I've been playing Fortnite. Like I'm 12. <laughs> I've been getting into that. And I've been getting seriously smoked, dude. Like I haven't started a new thing and been worse at something in a long time. Like I'm cap, I'm bad. Like I am just straight up and down bad. Like dudes just kill me and they raid my corpse and it sucks. Why are you putting yourself through it, Christian? Why are you doing it I don't it to know, yourself, because, because one of my friends decided he wanted to try it and I like spending time in it, but now we're, it's the same group who are playing D&D. Okay. So I'm hopeful that we can make the seamless transition and catch up there and I don't have to deal with like 12-year-olds who are control computer characters squatting in my face. Yeah, um, I mean, I just don't think that at this time, with all of the stress and anxiety that's going on in the world, you need 12-year-olds kicking your ass and then, and then you know, dunking their, you know, computerized balls on your face. Yeah, I but sometimes stay that. humble, you know what I mean? So, like, pick some troughs. <laughs> I love that, Krabs. I love that. Would you recommend that for the people? Or only if God, masochists? no, no, stay away. Stay away. Don't do it to yourself. And, no. mate, I, I just got, I saw on Facebook that you were contemplating getting back into Warhammer, like while we're in the real deep hole of our nerddom here, Krabs. Is that yeah. accurate? Have you, have you gone and bought some dudes? How are you planning to do that in isolation? Look, here's the pitch, <laughs> and it needs... A pitch. Um, I'd love a pitch, Krabs. I'd love a pitch. See, Warhammer, for those who don't know, is a tabletop board game where you buy actual miniatures, you paint them, and then you actually do battle against your friends. But you both have to be together to do it. So when I put that out there, there's a lot of Warhammer love, and someone was like, well, how do you actually do this? And I've got this. It's because the painting of everything 
Mm-hmm. It's so excruciating and long <laughs> that while we're in isolation, we learn all the rules and we buy our armies that ship to us and then we painstakingly paint them all. And by the time we get out, do we go see our significant others? Do we go see our parents? No, 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 my friend. We all get together together in a dark basement and we play Warhammer <laughs> for 72 hours straight. <laughs> As some kind of like to know that you could go outside and do anything, engage with the world. It's a reminder that even though we're social distancing, in the human heart, we're fundamentally alone anyway. So why not embrace that afterwards? Wow. By by playing Warhammer for 72 hours. Exactly. But like, I put that up there as a joke. Well, kind of a semi joke because I secretly love Warhammer and tried to get back into it once already. But like, (laughs) A, the amount of love. This was in about 2013. After I was recently single, I tried to start up Warhammer. You again, see, that's a strong which plan. Which says Krebs. a lot about where I was at. That's in a life. strong plan. You know, if you're, um, if you're recently single, <laughs> the thing you definitely need to do to, to get a, a partner into your life is to pick up Warhammer. You see again. no girls ever. <laughs> see no girls ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great plan, Christian. Yeah, I really like it. Knocked it out of the park yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, good, no, but just the amount of love for Warhammer and like so many people coming out of the woodwork having played it, like, it seems like it was a thing that was so big for our generation. And I just fell in love with the concept of it again, because it is, it is awesome. Like getting together mm. and playing this game on like a huge, it's like a, I love board games. This is like board games writ large. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's huge. And um, it's sort of like board I games, think it, like, like a role playing games, isn't it? It's it is like a little D&D bit. I'll tell you what, board games. Yeah. It's like, do you have no money? Well, have even less because this is going to take everything from you because our poor parents having to buy us this oh, crap. Mate. And I was terrible because I hated painting them. All I wanted to do was play. I loved the strategy, loved playing. And so I would go out there with these like grey plastic figurines because I couldn't be stuffed painting them. And then I went one step further when I tried to get back into Warhammer in 2013. I didn't have the money to buy anything. I was in like my first share house and stuff. And I would cut out squares of paper and I would write what it was on it. And then I'd put it on the kitchen table and be like, that is my (laughs) hippogriff night. And they'd be like, that's a square of paper. And I'd be like, roll for initiative. Like, Like, I don't... We're saying the same thing, so just play the goddamn game. Oh, um, man. I'll tell you one thing. One thing's called that Warhammer. Like, because there's, mm. there's Warhammer, there was the fantasy version, and there was the 40K, the future space whatever yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. And I played both, obviously. I played lots of them. I just suddenly realized, like, all the different versions I played. So I played the fantasy game, or I played as Empire. Yep, sure. Men, and then I played Eldar, which were, like, the elf kind of stand-ins in the future one. Right. But then I was realizing, like, man, my brother and I, played all the spin-off games as well. Like there was a thing called Battle Battlefield Gothica where you played as spaceships fighting in space. Better believe I bought all of them. <laughs> and um, there, was a, there was another one called Inquisitor, which was more like a role-playing game. I bought all that shit. Um, so, but I, now I'm thinking only going um, fantasy and or 40K. And they both have pros and cons. I mean, I started with fantasy. I always have a, always have a soft spot for that. Yeah. But they've changed all of the armies they're now in like these really broad factions as opposed to all of the different sorts of armies you could be but 40k in the future is probably the most popular and it did do one of the most amazing things that no game or fantasy future thing has really ever done before and that is that is make the humans cool 
Oh. Because every single thing you see, yeah. humans are just like the, the base form of life. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just like, humans are there and they're kind of good at everything. Yeah. But hey, if you want to be like awesome fighter, like check out this crazy uh, eight foot fucking tall alien, alien guy alien over dude. here. Yeah, 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 he's got eight arms and stuff. But they invented the space marines. We are the living weapons of humanity. The space marines. And the space marines to this day yeah, so remain the most baller. They're just baller. Like they're mm. out of control. They're so cool. And no one had ever really done that before. No one had been like, what if the humans were the coolest? What, what if, if everyone wanted to play were as us? What yeah, and it's a what a simple premise of which everything is built on. And I gotta give them props for that because no one's done it since, as far as I know, and no one's really tried, and they did such a good job of it. Mate, I had a Britannia, Britain army uh, when I was about like 15, right? And man, I, do you know Britonia? They don't exist anymore. Get out of here. Nah, they're not there, man. You can't be Britonia because they were just King Arthur knockoffs. They were, I mean? they, they were Frenchmen on horses and I, I was yeah. into it. Um, so, but I was so ashamed, Christian. I was so ashamed about being into Warhammer, right? That I kept them hidden away in this desk drawer. And then one day I... I yeah, it was my precious. It was my secret nerd shame, right? Um, and what my one day, my mum sold the desk that all of those figurines were in. And oh, unlike you, damn. I'd like painstakingly painted them, like painstakingly. And I'd spent hours on it, right? And they were beautiful, multicolored, like incredible, um, like uh, you know, soldiers on horseback in the middle of a charge, like all this stuff flying everywhere. They looked phenomenal. And um, my mum sold the desk, and I saw these people picking up the desk and taking it away, and I said nothing. I said nothing because I would rather let that go and let all those dollars oh go than gosh. admit the shame of playing Warhammer. Isn't that I just a like wild the thing? I like the image of you sitting there at night with a magnifying glass painting your Bretonian night <laughs> and your mum calling up like, Pat, what are you doing? I'm uh, just having <laughs> sex with ladies, mum. <laughs> And you're like, yes, but actually the detailing on this lance is amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that you didn't say anything. I know. You it like, and Pat, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Just missed the desk. Can you just see me like zoom in for the close up as the one tear drops out of my eye and I go, no. Do you think it's a piece better. of you also got carried away that day? I think a piece of me got carried away that day, Christian, and I don't think I ever got it back. You know, Damn. you can play three games of Dungeons and Dragons in a week and still not recapture the joy that is that is having an army of free flowing Frenchmen Damn. charging in the moonlight. You know, I'll tell you what, you haven't really gotten to know your friends until you're there with a straight ruler measuring the angle on a bunch of miniatures, <laughs> furiously arguing about whether you're able to charge or not like that. That is a next level of socializing, which I hope we all get to. That's that's the real peak of friendship, Krebs, for sure. Um, mate, yeah. we're, we're nearly hitting time here, but I just wanted to throw to you to see if you had any last recommendations outside of those shows. And obviously Warhammer and Dungeons and Dragons is a way to get through this isolation time. Oh... Look, I would recommend anyone, all those books you've got in your house that either your housemates have read or you bought and never read, now's the time. Now really is the time to to get all of that stuff done, to find those lists and things like that. I mean, TV is one thing, yeah. but uh, books I find 
are really, really helpful. Are you reading say. anything at the moment? Being a nerd, I'm reading a book called Khan, which is um, an AFL book, but it is a guy who has chosen 50 games throughout the entirety of the AFL to demonstrate its history. So rather than be like, on this day, blah, 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 he's just picked 50 games. He tells the story of those 50 games and they in of themselves are a microcosm for the history of the league. So that might not be forever. The last fiction book I read, uh, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, I read Boy Swallows Universe. If you ain't up on that yet, got to be up on that one. <laughs> it's incredible. They bought the film rights have been sold. Like that thing will be on your screens in two to three years. So get it on the ground floor now, and then say I read it when they came out. You know what I mean? So you can really hold it over everyone. Cramps. I think that's going to be really important. I think what we need in this post-corona universe is more people holding over stuff on others. It's petty vindictiveness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We have to get back to the way things were before. We've got to. We've got to get back there, Christian. And this is the only way we're going to be able to. Oh, mate. Thanks um, for doing this, Patty. Pleasure hey, being on. And, and I think it's Thank a great so idea. Much. So I hope you keep it up. Thanks, man. I will. And and uh, did you want to do any last plugs, mate? When do we can we catch you doing some Ruck Rover stuff? Yeah, in the next day or two, I should. Once I finish editing a 10-minute video that I've never done before. So I've <laughs> for a bit off more than I could chew on that one. But uh, it, it'll be out by Wednesday or Thursday, to be honest. We're recording this on a Monday night. So by Wednesday, Arvo, it should be out on Thursday, Arvo. Um and then there'll just be more regular weekly content coming from there, just in a different form. But yeah, check us out at The Ruck Rover on Facebook and on Instagram. Thanks, Krams. Love to speak to you, mate. And you look after yourself in this post-corona universe out there. Just remember, Patty, things are changing at an unprecedented rate. <laughs> God save us all. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. Bye. Thanks to Christian Barron for making his unprecedented debut on this podcast an unprecedented success. <laughs> Let's get into some credits. Uh, intro music this episode was from Joy Division. It's called Isolation uh, from Warner Music 1980. Background music this very jam you're listening to is Modern Jazz Samba by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The full links and licenses for that are in the episode description. Featured music this episode from Les, Les Miserables, the movie, uh, that's TM and Universal 2012, and the Warhammer Space Marine 40k PlayStation game trailer, 2012 Relic Entertainment. Big thanks to Christian Barron for being with us. His AFL show, Ruck Rover, is linked in the episode description, and you should totally check it out. Whether you're an AFL fan or not, Crams, as you can tell, is bloody hilarious, so, so do have a look at that. The Isocast will be back Thursday this week to offer more recommendations for your isolation, have a few laughs, and hopefully dial that existential dread right back down to a four. Thanks so much, everyone. The first episode of this pod was a resounding success, so um, let's keep that momentum going. If you have questions or issues or thoughts about this corona isolation that you'd like us to talk about on the show, you can email me at gingersnapsydney, or one word, at gmail.com, or find us at gingersnapsydney.com on the internet, or on Facebook. Just search gingersnapsydney or isocast. We'd love to get these subs up. We'd love to get these listens up. So um, send it to a friend who you think you might enjoy it. And uh, yeah, really appreciate your time, folks. If you can like, rate, and review and subscribe, that would really, really do me a solid. Okay, I'm going to get out of your hair. Thanks so much for being a part of the episode this week, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Catch up!